afternoon, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back to the Porsche Cool Podcast, and welcome back to Owner Stories. It's Tuesday today. It's Owner Stories today. My name is Michael Barth. Um, shortly, if you haven't been here before, this is the this is the episode where we chat to Porsche or I chat to Porsche owners around the world. Um, I used to say it in the very beginning. Um, and I used to say it in the beginning that every each Porsche tells a different story and each owner has a story to tell. I kind of dropped that way back, but it kind of is what Owner Stories was always about. And that's what the Porsche Cool Podcast Owner Stories is all about. Um, so I'm going to be joined very, very shortly. I always say this, but I am running late again. It's five minutes to 12. I'm about to uh, chat with Brennan. Uh, Brennan's coming in from the US. Believe it or not, one thing I didn't ask Brennan is where he's located in the US. So I'll ask him that when he comes on. Um, Brandon's got a good story. You can see from the um, description of the podcast, the title of the podcast, that he has a couple of Porsches. Um, a great story behind one of them, and I think a great story behind the other one as well, which I'm not really sure what it is yet. Um, with the owner stories, I do actually like to find out the story along the, along the way with you guys. I like to uh, discover what's happening along with you guys. I just find the conversation is... Um, it's. It's more exciting for me, and it's also better for you guys, I think, when I just find out along the way, just so you know how all these, uh, how these chats work. Anyway, let me, uh, let me get Zoom connected. Um, I'm doing a slightly different audio setup today. I hope it sounds okay. I've been struggling with it all morning. Um, I've decided to use new microphones, a new setup, new recorder. Um, it's been temperamental, so I hope it sounds okay. I'm, really a little bit, I'm a little bit worried about it, actually, but I hope it's okay and it turns out okay for um, Brennan. Anyway, let me get Brennan um, through Zoom and let's start talking about his Porsche Cooled owner's story. Okay, welcome back everyone. Welcome back to Porsche Cooled Podcast and welcome back to Owner Stories. Today we are at number 67 uh, and today I am joined by Brennan and Brennan's coming in from the US. I said that earlier but didn't know where. Brennan's coming in from Vegas. Wasn't born in Vegas. Good afternoon, Brennan. How are you? Not bad. No complaints. Made it through the day. Good little Wednesday. Get to talk cars. Good Wednesday. And it looks like the weather is okay there because you're in Vegas, of course. There's no snow. A chilly (laughs) 65 degrees, probably. That's okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, So you're you're living in Vegas at the moment. Let's just give the listeners a bit of your background. You're living in Vegas, uh, but you're from Seattle, right? You said you were originally from Seattle. Originally from Seattle. My dad really gave me the car bug. and I think we'll get into that. and the air-cooled Porsche bug specifically. Um, went to school down in Orange County where I met my girlfriend and now wife. And then she's uh, born and raised from Vegas. So uh, I lost that battle, as I like All to right. say. And so I've been <laughs> in Vegas for uh, the last five, six years. And you know what? I, like I said to you before we started recording, I, I quite like Vegas. I mean, maybe it's only because I went there for you know a week or so. I don't know. I'm sure it's different when you live somewhere. It's always a little bit different. But um, I thought it was a very friendly place. Everyone's very relaxed, very chilled. Um, so that was that was one thing that I remember about it. That's for sure. Yeah, it's not a bad spot. We got all the restaurants you could ever dream of in the world. We got nine plus months of driving weather, and uh, I, I mean, all your friends come to see you. <laughs> yeah, true, true. They want to come, don't they? Good if you want a steak as well. Good steaks there. Expensive, but good steaks. Absolutely. Um, let's get into it, Brennan, because we've got a bit of a long, I think we've got a, a, a lot to get through today. <clears throat> um, as people will know, as the listeners will know, they know what, you, what you're driving because it's in the title of the podcast. I always like to mention it later on once you've sort of started talking about it. So you've got two Porsches. They're air-cooled. People know they're air-cooled. So let's, let's go back to the very beginning um, and let's go back to when you first 
started thinking, hey, maybe I want to get a Porsche. Um, and I know what your answer is going to be with this, but just tell the listeners. So you, when did you start noticing them? Because your story is a little bit different because you have the family connection with, with Porsche. So how did it all start for you? And when did you start getting that, that Porsche bug? So I don't think I came home from the hospital in a Porsche, but uh, I mean, there's always been a, this this specific uh, 88 cab that's that's been in my dad's garage. Um, so as long as I can remember. So I've uh, I've always walked in to to get something to drink in the garage, and uh, that that's been there front and center for me to stare at. Uh, but I mean, the sounds, the clicking doors, those air cooled ones. I've I've had the bug for air-cooled Porsches uh, and cars in general. If it can go fast, I'm in uh, since I was little. So your dad's got the Porsches in his garage and he's had a few, as you told me. He's had a few of them, right? He hasn't just had one. Um, no, I mean, he he collects collector-grade cars. I think he's got upwards of 20 or something. Oh, he has 20, 20 Porsches or 20 cars? Uh, cars from uh, old Shelby's, Corvettes, uh, 356, uh, 89, 930. Um, he's got a, a little bit of everything from a, from a couple of Brits, too. He's got a, an Aston and uh, an Austin Healey, too. So oh, he's nice. like, I got the car bug real bad. So is he, is he a collector? Is he a keeper? Like, does he, is your dad one of oh. those people when he buys something, that's it, he's going to keep it? He is not, he's not mechanical at all, but he is a good buyer. He, right. And he, he enjoys like collector grade, low mileage, um, rare colors. Uh, the, the 930 is a Prussian blue, which is a pretty rare color. Uh, and, and I've, I've grown up as that kid who just probably makes his hair go crazy. Cause I get in and just start ripping on him. <laughs> But you're right about the sounds, right? You're growing up, you're seeing these Porsches in your dad's garage, you're seeing his collection of cars, you know, you're hearing the sound of, you know, that clicking of the doors, like you said, the smell of the leather, you know, those whole, all those things that get in your head, you know, and you think, you know, I want one. But before you get one, how was it as a kid when you're growing up and you're thinking, okay, when I'm getting my license, when I get my car license, dad's going to let me drive the 930. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, so I learned how to drive a manual when I was 15 on a Dodge Dakota truck. Right. So, uh, I mean, the short cab five speed, not fast, but, uh, I, in Seattle, if you got a rear wheel drive truck with not a lot of weight, uh, it's pretty fun to rip around in that slide. So that's, uh, and the, so that's where Go you got it. some. So you got some skills from that then, from driving that truck, definitely. Uh, skills is a it, skills is one way of putting it. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I think in high school I got a. a I was very specific because you know as you as you become a car nerd, you have very specific wants or needs depending how you define them. Uh, but I got a like a Audi A4 B6 Ultra Sport had to be the turbo yep. with the promise that I wouldn't modify it. Oh, okay. Did you? That lasted about a week because I did a tune-in injectors, but you can't see that. Yeah, there was lots of um, mods Uh, you could do to the B6, wasn't there? There was heaps of things you could do to it. Yes. uh, Fun car and practical with four doors and a 60. 
Yeah, fantastic. So you had that car. You did some mods to that. What other cars did you have along the way? I had a an N54 135 that had a full like dining package on it. Right. That was a ton of fun. That that's a go kart. I if if you can find a good 135, I would always recommend them for a fun car. Um, they're not the prettiest looking thing, but they're a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, then I had an E92 M3. Okay. Uh, like similar, but the complete opposite of a one series, but a uh, high revving. I mean, that was a DCT car. My first, maybe my only automatic car that I've fun car I've had. Uh, but it sounds great. And I'm, I'm, I am the quintessential Alpine white BMW guy. And you'll see that that's kind of what led me to the, to the white or Grand Prix white nine, six, four. Uh, and then for, and then I worked for monster for a bit, the energy drink company. So okay. I got a, I got the Ken block Ford focus and nitrous blue. And I oh, did really? all the mountain parts to that. And so that was my, my fun little, fun little ripper for a bit. Um, the Focus is a great car, though, isn't it? It's a great little driver's car. Great car, not as comfortable as you would think. They have uh, big, high seats. Uh, I, the European ones got those uh, Recaros, and yes. I think if they had that, that pro- I'd probably still have it. Right, right. So you got rid of that. So you've had some real, you, you know, you've had obviously you've had driver's cars, right? You've had cars that are that are still sought after, sort of driver's cars at the, at the right price. At the right price. So what happens after the focus? And that's kind of a that's kind of a theme you kind of learn. Is that the right price? Uh, so after the focus, I got an, I have an explorer for every day. Um, but so then I really went deep into what I could get for either a collectible car or just you know a fun car that I didn't have to drive every day. Uh, and so I was looking at one one series M. Yes. Because after the one thirty five, it's a I mean, great car. Yep. And, uh, and or nine, six, four and very specific, uh, I guess the purest in me had to have a C2. So rear wheel drive, uh, nine, six, four. Okay. So when did you, when, when did this search start? When did the search for, so you're looking at the one M and you're looking at the nine, six, four, you obviously made a decision to go in the Porsche direction. When, when were you doing this search? How long ago, Brennan? That was probably 2000. Late 2018, or 2000, we'll call it 2019. 2019. <clears throat> okay, so 2019, it's not that long ago. And we know in 2019, the prices of air cools are on the rise. Um, Australia, UK, and I'm guessing US, if you want a 964 or a 993, Carrera 2 and manual, they're rare. And when they come up, they're expensive and you have to be quick. So how did you... How did you um, decide that you wanted to go the Porsche way? What made you decide not to get the 1M? And how did you start searching for the Porsche? Did you start searching for a 964 or did you think, okay, I better look for other ones because the 964 is going to be too expensive or too hard to find? So I've been bugging one of my dad's friends who sells Porsches, Nathan Merz, who you've probably seen either on YouTube or on a podcast, but he's a... I mean, he's probably one of the biggest Porsche nerds I've ever talked to, but just a brain. Um, and I was like, it had to be a 964 C2, had to be. Uh, and he was kind of trying, he's a bit steering me to the C4s just because they're more available. Uh, okay. but, but he's, and he, but he sells like collector grade cars, which 
I'm, I'm a bit younger. And so I wanted something I could drive and, uh, I, w- I was ultimately going to modify it a bit just cause that's kind of in my blood. Uh, so, so wanted something with a bit of a driver. Uh, so then I just kind of kept searching between a one M and a nine, six, four, and just any for sale post you could see just giving them a call or email or anything. And a C2 is hard to find. So then I kind of widened my search to a nine, nine, three. And I, I, I called a couple people on a couple nine, nine threes, but you know, ask my dad being the, the car collector he is would go back and go, how about this? How about this? What do you think about this? And uh, he just, he kind of talked me off the edge on a couple nine, nine threes. I think he just, I, I think he knew like what I actually wanted. Right. Um, so then on Renless, there was a white nine, six, four. Yes. C2 that had been listed, listed in like, I, I think June, okay. um, maybe of, maybe of 20 May or June of May 2020. Okay. And, uh, there's a bit of back and forth on that thread. Um, but I, I emailed him and then I talked to the guy, his name's Keith, uh, what the fook on, uh, on Instagram, oh, okay. but he's, yep. uh, he's been around the, the Porsche Instagram game for a while. I still talk to him regularly on Instagram, but, uh, talk to him for a bit and it was summer and he's in Chicago, but I don't, don't think he was ready to sell it at all. So I just, you know, half as a joke, but I mean, pretty serious. It, once you're done with it, let me know. And I, I make the joke to him that I'd be his winter storage, uh, just because <laughs> Vegas driving season is more in the in the fall, winter, and and spring. Um, so a bit back and forth through the summer on via Instagram, and then uh, I think it was I, I think it was September. Right. That he, he kind of put a feeler out to sell it, thinking he wanted to sell it again. And uh, I, I'd been talking about him with the car so much all summer yeah. that uh, as you, as some of your other stories go, buying the buyer, that uh, it was almost buying it from like from a friend. I mean, down to his joke of the screw nail. I, I knew I knew that uh, he had had one, a leak in a tire, like down okay. to the detail. So uh, we were able to make a deal pretty quick. I think within a morning, uh, bought it sight unseen and uh, threw it on a truck down to Vegas. Okay. So he's in Chicago, correct? Yes. He's in Chicago. All right. So, you, you, you know, you, he's trustworthy. You know, you know who he is. Like you said, you've been following the car. So obviously you, you, you don't feel like you need to go down and look at the car. You don't feel like you need to do a trip down there and just check it out. No, and I guess I should preface it with the uh, the couple of the cars I've bought, and I guess I've and a handful of cars my dad's bought have been either sight unseen, so uh, a bit more comfortable of that than the average person. Uh, but one thing I think that that he did a really good job is he connected me to the shop that did all the work on the car, so I was okay. able to ask them questions uh, and go through invoices in, in detail if I um, prior to selling it. All right. But so uh, t- I think having that connection to the shop that did a lot of the work was a was a big testament to have access to that. I agree. I think that that is the that is a really important thing. And I think a lot of people who haven't got a pre purchase inspection or haven't got it looked at or haven't gone down to look at it themselves, 
you know, people have given them the shop details or given them all the records so that you know that it's it's quite solid, you know, it's well cared for, it's looked after. You've already been chatting to the guys, you know, you, you know who he is. Um, so tell the listeners exactly, Brendan, what, what was the car? Do you know the options that came on the car? Um, and was there anything special on the car that you were surprised with when you first picked it up? So it's a 91 964C2 Grand Prix white. Um, I since changed the flag mirrors to arrows. And uh, we, there's, a, there's a couple of us that go back and forth on flags versus arrow mirrors. Uh, but it was Bilstein B6's HR spring cup pipe. Uh, I put a Steve Wong chip on it. It had a Rossport shifter and golden rod. And what else did I, and then I did just a couple of little bits, but, uh, a Momo mod seven wheel, but it's black leather interior sports seats. Um, did the continental Bluetooth, uh, head unit, but it's, it's a driver. It's, I'm actually doing the sound, redoing the sound system this week because, uh, the speakers blew up. Oh, really? So these are all the things you, you, you've done to it since you took ownership. What about the, was the car pretty stock when you bought it or was it, did it have a few no, months on it? So during that summer when uh, Keith decided he didn't want to sell it, he yes. did, uh, did the suspension. And so that was kind of part of the deal come September. Uh, like I know, I know exactly what you've done this summer, da, 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 uh, based on his based on the price he had in the beginning of a uh, beginning of the summer so work but really good guy worked out a, a good deal for both of us but pretty pretty quick and pretty painless That's um, so along the way yeah, bef- before I, you before you transferred the money sorry brennan before you transferred the money you obviously go to your dad and say dad what do you think with his experience so what was his was was it thumbs up straight away or was there any hesitation so, on your dad's side? So we were we were off a couple of bucks, right? Uh, going back and forth over the phone. So let me let me give you a call back. Uh, kind of told me he had somebody that wanted to fly in and look at it. So I called my dad. It's like telling him this. He goes and just think this was you know early twenty twenty prices, right? Yeah. Or so not quite what they are now by a long shot, I guess. But, uh, but he, at the end of the day, he goes, what's a couple of hundred, what's a couple of thousand bucks? Like, how do you really, do you want this? Like, yeah. or not like make a decision. You can't, you're not going to be able to sit on it for too much longer. Um, and after how hard it was to search for it and having like what I deemed was a pretty good driver quality car, um, uh, that I just, I, I gave Keith a call probably an hour later that, uh, get you everything you want tomorrow morning and uh, if you can get me a new tire well, that's good that your dad's and, got a good uh, way of looking at it so he was supportive on that then because it is true though right if you if you if you pause if you wait you're going to miss this car right and then when is another one going to come up and if it comes up in six months time we're talking 2020 right 2020 so the prices are yep. still on the top end they're still high but the prices are even going to go we know the prices have gone even higher since then so you, you you're not going to lose, are you, really? And you're going to enjoy the car along the way while you've got it. So, really, it's a win situation. Yes. And that's, uh, I mean, kind of a theory for life is buy and hold and anything that you believe in or, or truly actually want. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're going to flip it, a bit different strategy, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. All right, Brennan. So you've got the car you wanted. You wanted the 964. Oh, you wanted the Carrera 2. One too. big detail. Yes? It had a it had a top end reseal of at probably like two or three years before I bought it. So that made me a bit more comfortable as well. Absolutely. With, uh, How many the miles? Early 964. Yep. We have ninety nine thousand now. I got it with. Okay. Yeah. So I'm about to hit a hundred thousand. So my joke is that it's uh it's probably worthless in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know like for our international listeners you know 100,000 miles is what 160,000 kilometers that's pretty good for a 964 you've seen ones with much higher mileage than that right that's that's a pretty that's pretty good still oh yeah i mean it pretty lightly yeah. uh, 100,000 with uh with the a new gasket and reseal i'm 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 knock on wood yes pretty safe with so Let's go back to that, right? That feeling. Because, you know, you wanted the 964 like I was getting into just before. You wanted the 964. You wanted the Grand Prix white. You've got the white BMW kind of thing. You like the whites. You've got the C2. You've got the manual, six-speed. What is that feeling? And you come from a Porsche family, but what is that feeling when you see the truck arrive at your at your house, at your doorstep, and your 911 is on it? Did you want to take it so out for a drive one, straight away or did you just like want to look at it for a bit? I, <laughs> so I've gotten a couple of cars, but that's the most giddy I've gotten. I was, I was calling that driver for probably the two days before. Hey, what's your ETA? <laughs> the next day, what's your ETA? Tech, uh, you're going to be able to make it tonight. But uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's better yeah. than Christmas for me. Uh, but the, so the one thing I, I guess I didn't mention is that, uh, he put, he did the white cup one wheels. So he had them painted white, like, uh, oh, right. like the cup cars, but so it's all white, very, very nineties. Uh, and in pictures, I wasn't sure about them. So, right. so getting off that truck, that's the first thing I noticed. And, uh, I was like pleasantly surprised, like, oh, this, this looks, this looks pretty bad bad yeah. in a good way but uh yeah i mean I, it, it looks pretty cool and i haven't touched them and i debate a debate about refinishing them silver like every other month no don't do it don't do it get us get a second set keep the white ones get a second set if there are if you can get a second set i just want to share i can share your instagram brendan yeah to the to the listeners yeah okay so go and have a look at brendan's uh instagram it's uh at brennan b-r-e-n-n-a-n murph m-u-r-p-h um, have a look at Brennan's Instagram. I'll put the the link in the title of this, in the description of this podcast. And you can see the, about the fourth picture down, there it is with the white wheels. Um, I'm a fan of the white wheels. Um, Steve, uh, my co-host, he's against them. He doesn't like them. I think they looked fantastic on your 964. I really do. I can see why you want to go silver, but looking at the white, Brennan, they're just, uh, they're pretty cool. Oh, yeah. The debates have been, I mean, getting some... I, Every wheels for every set of wheels for sale. I think I make an inquiry just to see what I really want, and I know where I know where my heart wants. Um, yeah. and it's the same E88 that everybody else wants. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a that's a that's a the big, expensive uh, ones. Yeah, of course I want those, right? <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, Kinesis is coming back. Uh, back out with wheels. So, I mean, maybe some super cups or something. Uh, one of the local Vegas guys, he moved, uh, to Colorado to, to work for, uh, Rotoform and Kinesis. So, uh, right. maybe, maybe a super cup or something in the near future. Fantastic. 
So you've got the you've got the nine six four. You've got the Carrera two. How is it when you first start looking at it, when you start looking over it and you start checking that everything is okay? Were you pleasantly surprised? Were there any anything that you noticed that you thought, oh, I wish it wasn't like that or he didn't tell me about that or was it all okay? I think the first couple of months, I just would occasionally text him questions, like service or history questions. But otherwise, uh, I mean, it was good to go. I think all I did was an oil change and a, and a once over. And I mean, otherwise I would just kind of rip on it. So did you take it to your independent or the Porsche service or whatever and get a full check over of the car done or you didn't think it was necessary? Yeah, after a couple of weeks of driving it, uh, I mean, really like, I should say weekends rather, uh, just to just to get a once over and just make sure and uh, everybody likes it. There's not a lot of C2s in Vegas. I, yes. I think there might be only a, probably maybe three or four. Right. So so we're, we're a rare breed. So when, you, when you're driving around in Vegas, have you had people stop you and say, hey, I want to buy your car? Is it for sale? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? No. I, uh, go figure, right? Uh, I, I think last week I, I was driving down the street on a, I think on a Tuesday or Wednesday in it, and a black Carrera GT pulled up next to me, though. And oh, really? that I didn't expect to happen. Oh, that's a sight on the road, that's for sure. I just saw an Instagram post today. I'll just sort of go on a tangent here. There was an Instagram post of some um, repair shop in the U.S., and they had a picture of a red Carrera GT because they were referencing the one that sold on Bring a Trailer for 1.8, which has now been surpassed by the silver one, which sold for 2. Um, but they were doing a service on it, and they had the whole back of the car off, and they're doing a service. Like... It looks like a complicated machine when you see it apart like that. It really looks like there's so much involved um, in that car, but it's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful car that uh, that we all sort of one day hope to drive, let alone own. Yeah, they they sound amazing. I've seen a couple in person now, and uh, yeah, I I thought that was going to be a dream car, but they are quick quickly uh, surpassing <laughs> that dream. Yeah, they've, they've gone, <laughs> they've gone now. That's it. So the 964, of all the mods you've done, what do you think, for people who are into 964s or looking at 964s, of all the mods you've done to your car since you've owned it, um, you've done the chip, you've done, you know, you've done a lot of things, what do you think is the, is the one that you would say definitely you have to do this to a 964, which is the most important or the, or the couple that are the most important? Is it the chip? Is it the Wong chip? Is it, what is it? The most tactile thing, FD or the Goldenrod and the either whatever shifter you want to do. I know Sleepers has one, uh, but uh, I, that Raw Sport shifter is really nice and like feels good, short, uh, shorter shift. Uh, and, I, and this is, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with the, the old G body G50 transmissions. So right. going from, from this is uh, significantly different, but that's a, it's a very tactical uh, modification. So it's very short, very clicky on the 964 the shift. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah but, and then it's that just billet shifter. It feels really cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're, a, they're a great product. So you've got your 964, you let your dad go for a drive in it. Oh yeah. We, uh, so there's, <laughs> there's this run in Vegas. There's a couple of good drives. Um, but we do this run up to the breakfast run, uh, Chris Angel, the magician who does a show, he actually has a breakfast stop, a spot probably an hour out in Overton. So you go right. through Lake Mead, through the National Park, 
but uh he he got me back for all the times i would jump in his car and rip on him <laughs> <laughs> so he's driven it hard oh yeah i think uh i don't think he would admit how hard he drove it <laughs> so does, does your does your dad have a 964 isn't there one of the pictures on instagram not. on instagram is that is there a shot where you've got two 964s together i thought i saw one so uh i is it the two white ones? Yeah, the two white ones. I just saw it now, actually. Yeah. Is that a friend's that is car? Actually, that is actually Auto Barn in just outside of Chicago. Okay. But uh, so that, that cab on the left is now owned by one of the Rotiform guys. But oh, the, we right. both bought those cars out of Chicago. All oh, right. Rotiform wheels, yeah? Correct. Yeah, they're fantastic wheels, aren't they? I see them on the... Um, on Instagram, on the Kayans, they look really, really cool. Yeah, and so that cab, he actually, uh, he slammed it and put uh, white super cups, and it looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it looks very good. looks very good. All right, so you've got the 964. Most people, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, most people would be happy to have one air-cooled 911. People are searching there, <laughs> searching for one air-cooled 911, Brennan. So you have the one. Are you tempted... And the listeners don't know this part of the story yet, but are you tempted to think, well, maybe I've, you've got my truck, you've got your truck right, you, which is your daily. Are you thinking maybe I should get another 911? Do you want to add to it? Are you thinking of adding to it? Or does something else happen which changes that? I think everybody that listens to your podcast has a good amount of car crazy in them. Uh, we probably check Bring a Trailer weekly, if not daily. daily. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're always <laughs> looking at what else? What else what is else? out there? What else? Like, like maybe you're gonna, maybe you're gonna steal a deal in 2021. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I looked a bunch. Um, I mean, I, I even would. I, I call the E92 M3 kind of like the baby GT3, just because yeah. I think it's dollar for dollar, it's a good high revving car. It's just heavy comparatively to a GT3, and I mean a handful of other things, but, um, but I mean, that's been on my radar as like a track car or something, but uh, otherwise I, I thought Cayman GT fours would go down in price because yes. that's what happens to new cars. Uh, and that's just not the case, huh? Well, they kind of went down. They, I mean, I noticed in, in Australia when I was, when I was in the UK and I was looking at the listings in Australia, they kind of went down for a second for a very short second. And then they've just They've just gone back up again now and you can't. And, and the number for sale has reduced greatly. You know, there's not that many for sale. You know, with the 964, though, you said originally you really liked the 1M. And Steve, you know, Steve had his GT3, 997 GT3, and he also had a 1M, which he put seats in and chipped it and all that sort of thing. And it was a great car. It was a fantastic little car. Is that something you would think to, that you were thinking about, maybe I could get the 1M and have it alongside my 964? Well, 1M's kind of shot up a bunch too. And I mean, <laughs> yes. I think... Uh, I, I, maybe I'm crazy, but I think if you're buying a car, I think there's a, a fun $4 amount. I mean, I kind of assigned, I've kind of assigned a dollar amount for a one M that I'm, I'd be willing to, to grab one for. And it's, uh, it's lower than what they're going for now. So, but, uh, it's a really fun car. And in yeah. my mind, turbos are a ton of fun. And then NA stuff is, uh, more like long-term long-term. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the next car. You've got a second 911. The listeners can see that what it is in the title. 
tell everyone how this car came about and tell the listeners like the background to this car, like where it came from originally in the background and how you ended up with this car. So if you remember, I said that uh, I would walk out into the garage growing up and there would always be a, be a Porsche in there. So it's a, a birth year for me, a 1988 uh, commemorative edition 911 cab. So the diamond metallic. Uh, with the extended leather and the uh, paint match 15, which there are not a lot of 15 inch tire options is what I've found out in the last few months. <laughs> I ordered them in November and they just showed up this week too. Wow. Um, yeah. But so a car that I, I, I mean, really got me into cars and Porsches. Um, and so we got married at, towards the end of 2021. And, uh, Kind of a, a kind of a surprise, but I mean, kind of you talked about it a bit. Uh, but my dad was nice enough to gift me the car for a wedding gift, which is f- such a fantastic thing to do. You know what I mean? Like yes. something you'll never forget. And and I just want to go back to the birth year thing because you you didn't tell me that before. I don't think, and I didn't realize it was your birth year. Do you think your dad always had a plan in his head? that this car, he knew it was an 88. He's had it for that long. Do you think it was one of those things that, you know, and I know, you know, I have friends that buy watches now and then they're going to give it to their, gift it to their children when they're 21 or 18, Rolexes, etc. Is that what you think he had in mind all along? Well, so I have a younger brother and a younger sister and okay. there are no birth year cars for them. Cars, <laughs> okay. cars he, bought, he started buying just kept getting older. Okay. So I'm not necessarily sure <laughs> So let's about not say that. it's that because if your brother and sister are listening, they're not going to be very happy. So it's definitely not, it's definitely not planned. No, but I mean, it's, uh, I, you know, I think if uh, you have a kid that's pestering, well, in this case, I've been pestering about him about cars. Uh, I mean, since before I could drive. And I've probably been a pain in his ass about it, uh, but I, I that's that's one of the things we really connect on. Um, and I mean, I'm kind of a smartass, so I I joke that I'm doing him a favor because cars take a lot of space, right? <laughs> and he has too many, <laughs> so he's got cars spread out in a couple of different places. So I'm doing him a favor. Uh, but you know, it just it hit on so many things that we connect with. Uh, but an amazing gift, and one I, I realistically I thought he was joking when he first said it. Uh, just, I mean, it's it's a it's a big gift, you know, right? So, yeah, it's um, a huge gift. Did he tell you on your wedding day, or did he tell you before your wedding day? Be leading up to it, and uh, he had he had joked about it before, uh, but I I didn't necessarily think he was too serious. So this is a this is a wedding gift, and a wedding gift is always for the bride and the groom. Is your wife into cars? She's into new cars, and she can't drive a manual. So okay. my once we get tires on, just for safety, uh, we'll teach her how to drive a manual. And uh, I think she really she likes convertible more than the, I guess the hot rod at nine six four. Right. So, uh, right. so let's let's yeah, just let's, let's just go back to that. So what is so special about this? This tell the listener exactly exactly what it is. So it's an eighty eight, isn't it? An eighty eight cab. What is special about this edition? Tell the listeners for people who don't know. So the 88 commemorative edition is uh, 
a car that they used to celebrate. It was a lot of marketing for Porsche, but uh, the commemorative edition was for them finishing their 250, 250, excuse me, yeah, quarter million cars. Right. Um, and so which which is was you know, a significant accomplishment for them. And then uh, in 89, they did an anniversary edition as well. But uh, the commemorative edition, I believe, is about 300 cars in total. Uh, cabs, coupes, Targas. What um, what colors was it available in? Was it available just in like three colors like they used to do when they did a commemorative edition or a special edition? Do you know? Yes. And it was the diamond metallic. Yes. And it was a... Uh, the shade of it was kind of like a black and I just saw it in person a couple weeks ago. But I can't remember the name of the color. I'm not great with Porsche colors. Some people right. are amazing with Porsche colors. Um, and then one, what was the other, what was the third color? I don't know. Silver. You said silver and white. Uh, so silver, white and black probably was it just the three. Yeah. And I'm not even sure about white, but, uh, that's one for Nate Merz would know. Yeah, but, I don't uh, know. There's, and there's a handful of people probably uh, yelling, yelling in their headphones that know too. But it's a special car. Like you said, there's 300 of them. Was that worldwide or was it just a US? Worldwide, I guess, right? Uh, that's a good question. I just, I know the 300 number. I'm not sure if that's uh, worldwide or just, uh, just for the US. Um, Let's assume worldwide just because they weren't producing that many cars then. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So your dad gifted this to you, a really nice thing to do, really special thing to do, especially with all those childhood memories of, of Porsche. And, and that's where your passion started, right? That's where it all began with that car, really. That's where it all began. So has your dad, does your dad in his collection have a Cabriolet, another 911 Cabriolet, or is that his only one? My dad loves convertibles, which I... Uh, I'm not a convertible person. <laughs> uh, yeah, the irony there, right? Uh, no other cabs. Well, I mean, he has a 356, so he he's he'll be all right. He'll be all right with a 356, yeah, for sure. He has, yeah, he has a he has a spider, so he'll be he'll be fine. So um, you have um, he has a spider. Which spider? 918. No, he has a, a 356. Uh, um, oh, speedster convertible, but yeah, speedster. Oh, right. Speedster, yes. All oh, right, very nice. Okay, so how is this car then? You know, you've got your 964 C2, your dream car, and now you've got the childhood, you know, where the passion started. You've obviously driven this car before, Brennan, right? You've driven it before over the years, so you knew what it was like oh, yeah. to drive. How was it? How yeah. is it compared to, to the listeners who haven't driven a 964 and, a, and an 88 G50? What is the difference, do you think? What is the main difference you notice when you get in the car? And I know it's a bit difficult because one's a cab and one's not, so there's slight differences there. But what is the main difference you feel when you're driving each of the cars? So I've only driven, well, I only drive the uh, the cab with the with the top down, uh, like it like it's meant to be. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's a it's a stock car. My dad's a purist, right? And yes, he doesn't like to like to mess with anything. So a bit more floaty than mine. Uh, but the, the engine, uh, surprisingly louder than, uh, than you would think for a three, two, but just, I think that's more of a, a top down or just the, the cloth top on it. Um, right. but surprisingly loud comparably to, uh, the, the three, six and the nine, six, four, uh, like stock versus, you know, uh, cat delete and the cup pipe in the, in the nine, six, four, yes. uh, very long throws comparatively, uh, 
for the for the eighty eight versus the nine six four, especially with the short shifter um, sound system. <laughs> the, the eighty <laughs> the stock sound system with the head unit is not yeah. really doing any favors. So, uh, but I mean, who who really cares about the sound system, right? <laughs> um, but otherwise, uh, like it it sounds really good, and I'm not sure if that's sentimental and memories or yeah. just me being a, an air cooled nut. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's surprisingly more fun than I thought. Oh, that's good. And it's pretty cool though, that you have got the two, right? You've got a cab, you've got the open top experience in a 911 and you've got the other one. So, you know, you can, it's like people that have boxsters and 911s, you know what I mean? I always used to ask a lot of owners I've asked, which one do you go to first? And they always say they go to the cab, they go to the boxster, you know, because they like the sound of it, especially in summer, of course. Well, my answer is whatever one's on the bottom of the list. Oh, really? Because it's easier to get to. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that—that that was my wedding surprise to uh, to my wife Alexa. Is that the Wednesday after the wedding there was a lift in the garage? <laughs> oh, really? That was a gift. I was going to say you—you you <laughs> said that you to you, myself. <laughs> to yourself, you said you took it off your dad's hands, right? Because you got space, but you have got space to to have these cars where you live, so you have them close by. They're not in storage or anything like that. They're close by, which is which is cool. Nope, I think there's a picture. Maybe not, there's a picture or video on my Instagram with uh with with them on the lift. So you said Might you said er, you said earlier um sound system, right? You don't really need it. But didn't you say you were going to do something in the nine six four? You said you were upgrading something, the head unit. Yeah, it just it had blown out speakers. Um, and they at once upon a time I couldn't necessarily tell you what, when, but somebody probably a dentist. Uh, <laughs> did a whole MB court system, and so it's uh, the speakers are blown. So it's just it was it was just get it was irking me for the last couple months. So finally, finally, just bit the bullet and did it. It's, so are you changing it to the Porsche Classic system, whatever it's called, PCCM or whatever they call it? Plus, you're not changing no, it to that. I uh, we had probably one of the one of the better. He's a award winning, you know sound system installer uh his first name is jason i can't remember his last name but uh but i I dropped it off with him this week and he's uh he's just doing something that is not intrusive or not going to cut any more holes into the uh the door cards right and just go through the whole sound system okay Um, fantastic but i let the experts be the experts right yeah true true okay let's go back to the cab um you said your dad's a purist the cab is pretty much stock. And you said before that you like to play with your cars. You like to add things to your cars. Are you going to add anything to the Cabriolet? Are you going to add anything to the um, 88? There are adjustable spring plates in the front right now that are, okay. once we get tires, we're going to drop it. And I think that'll be the end of it. But I, it's just, I think, I think it'll look really good low. Okay. But not like not not slammed, but you know, just uh, close some gap. So you're not tempted it, to. It has. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. It has a, a Bilstein heavy duty shock, so just uh, just lower it a bit. You're not tempted to upgrade the shifter, give yourself a slightly shorter shift on it. I'm very tempted. <laughs> I am very tempted. <laughs> Something uh, that most people wouldn't I, even notice unless you're driving it. You know, you haven't modded it at all. It's just it's under the surface. I'm tempted to do a steering wheel in the shifter, but I'm going to fight that one as long as I can. Um, I just, 
I, as a, this is going to sound weird, but no. as a steering wheel that I've been, I've been touching and feeling for, you know, 15, 20 plus years, probably more than that. Um, and there's, there's some sentimental value there, I guess. That's what I was going to lead into, Brendan. You said exactly what I was thinking, that, that this car is sentimental to you. You know what I mean? So it, it, in 964, you can touch, you can add, you can mod, you can, you know, do things. But this car, this Cabriolet, it's, you know, it's been gifted to you from your dad. It's the car from your childhood. If it was me, I kind of wouldn't want to change that either. You know what I mean? I really wouldn't want to change that much to it because I just want it to be how I remembered it. I will say those Mamo steering wheels are really nice. That I have, and I have a Mod 7 and a 964. And it's just, the in the G-Body, it's a big steering wheel with no power steering. But I mean, at that point, the bigger steering wheel with no power steering it helps more than it hinders. Yeah, true, uh, But true. yeah, I mean, just uh, other than lowering it, I think it's going to leave be pretty stock. Uh, of course, I thought about an exhaust, but... Uh, I, I, it's not quiet. It sounds good. And yeah. especially if you just drive it with the top down, um, yeah, yeah. probably just, we're just probably going to leave it, leave it and drive it. And, uh, I think, I think my wife, Alexa is going to enjoy it once she learns how to drive a manual. Fantastic. Fantastic. You do though, because you've only just, you've only, it was only gifted to you last year, right? So you want to enjoy it how it is as well. You don't want to do too much to it. And it's kind of nice how that is a bit of a difference to your 964. Like you get into the 964, you get into the 88 and it's a different feeling altogether. You know what I mean? And I think that's, it's, it's kind of good to have that. Don't you think you don't want them both the same? Yeah. I mean, for those pocket years, I think I have the best of the air cooled. I mean, uh, a G body, yes. a cab, a nine, six, four. I mean, I have uh, a three, six and power steering. And then I have a three, two, no power steering, but I mean, both rear wheel drive. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, really, really fun cars in both different, but in different ways. It's a, it's a really great start to a Porsche collection though. You know, everyone's listening and going, wow, what, what a two-car garage you've got at the moment, you know. And you're still pretty young, you know what I mean? And you've got this two-car garage, which you've got the two Eccles, like you said, pinnacle year, 88. You know, everyone's after an 88. Um, Cabriolet. And then you've got the 964, which is like everyone's searching for a Carrera 2. Here in Australia, if you look for a Carrera 2 for sale, Brennan, there's none. They don't come up anymore. They just disappeared off the market. They're really rare, except uh, bring a trailer the last couple months has had a couple, and uh, they, they shoot up like crazy. And the price has probably gone up, what, at least 30 to 30 odd percent since you probably purchased it a short time ago as well, right? Or more. If not more. more. If not more. Yeah, I was going to say, if not more. If not more. Um, and I've said it on the podcast, yeah. and it's no secret, I've got the 997.1 Carrera, and my car was valued at 50% more you know, just a couple of months ago. So it's gone up by that much here. So, and they're rare as well, especially in manual, even the, even the point ones, not even, it doesn't even have to be a point two. Um, basically anything in the Porsche world at the moment, there's nothing available, is there? It's all been sort of, there's not much left. Even Boxsters are on the rise. No. And I'm friends with a bunch of the guys that are at the Porsche dealership here. And if you heard the markups and everything, it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. I'm now I just need a long hood or a, or or water cooled, huh? I think a long hood. I think you need a sixty nine. You need a sixty nine, sixty nine seventy, don't you think? Or seventy three, or a seventy three point five, if you can get one. Seventy three and a half, uh, nine eleven. 
I mean, hey, any, <laughs> anything's possible with a positive attitude and a bunch of cash. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, you've got a great investment there anyway. You know, you've got two cars you love. You didn't buy, you know, they're not, it's not about the money. It's about the passion. Um, and, you know, passion is, you know, like, it's a great collection. It's a really cool collection. No, we're going to try and never sell them. So you say drives. Let's get into drives. What happens, you say you always pick the car on the, that's the easiest one to get off the lift. When you get that car, whichever one it is, what are the roads around Vegas? You mentioned one before, but what are the roads around Vegas that you really enjoy driving on that you would say, if anyone's coming to, to Vegas, they, would, they should definitely take their, uh, get a car, hire a car, and go out on those roads? So there's a handful of exotic rental companies uh, in Vegas, and they got some cool, they definitely have some cool new cars. But uh, yeah, we do this Overton run through the National Park uh, right by Lake Mead. Uh, really fun road. Uh, or you could do Valley of Fire, which is on the the eastern side of the, of Vegas as well. Um, and then otherwise, you North Vegas to Mount Charleston, which has a little bit of elevation. Right. Or uh, Red Rock is has just a nice drive uh, that's on the west side. Um, and then south, there's there's a fun there's a a fun little like a shorter drive. Uh, it's got a nice little two lane twisty road into or outside of Sloan. Um, but then other than that, you gotta, you gotta go up to Utah, which I haven't explored very much, but, okay. uh, Utah has got a big playground of roads. So are there any, are there any trips planned with your dad and, and friends or whatever with, with a Porsche, a Porsche posse, let's call it. Is there any drives that you plan that you go on a longer drive in the collection? I mean, your dad's based in Seattle, right? Or he's based in Vegas. He's uh, he's in he's in Seattle, and then they are slowly retiring to uh, Scottsdale, and so they have a uh, Arizona Car Week next week with all the Barrett Jackson and Gooding and all the car options. Okay, okay. Um, so we might pop down for that, but and then Scottsdale's got a couple of good drives too. But oh, I, you know, nothing planned. This uh, the Vegas group is pretty small, so I mean. There's a couple of group texts that, hey, anybody want to go out? Um, last drive I did was uh, with my buddy and his, his uh, 430 and, uh, and oh, then nice. a, a B7 RS4. So just hearing the, hearing the Ferrari rip past you is kind of fun. You don't get to hear that every day. Uh, but just get, getting, a, getting small groups together, drive and, uh, and breakfast or lunch, that's, uh, it's a really good morning. There's a strong uh, Porsche community in Vegas then? Strong but small, right? Because there's just Vegas is not that big, right? Yes. Uh, a lot of G bodies, and then a lot of newer stuff, and then I think there's only a couple of nine six fours. So you said about the weather before. You said obviously the winter in Vegas is is the best time to drive the air cooled. Um, Australia has kind of the same issue. It's very hot in summer. You know what I mean? It gets very very hot. Is the is it really hard to to live with an air cooled during summer in Vegas? Is it easy to drive or not yeah, so much? Yeah, I don't, I don't grab those keys a lot when it's 110 <laughs> out. <laughs> and I mean, even the 964 air conditioning isn't that great. Uh, there's a couple people. So, I mean, if you see that I have the all white 964, there's a couple of people I've met on Instagram that all, that all have all white 964s. But one of them, he's in California. He did the electric AC. Uh, which is which is probably pretty helpful, which I I don't think I'll ever do it just because I mean 110 degrees there's just no escaping that heat. Um, 
but that that'd probably be the way to go. I think there's a couple couple people locally that have done the electric air. But the car runs okay in that sort of heat. I'm not. A, I don't really know about air cools in hot temperatures. I know that even you know I said to you I lived in Bahrain, right? So even in Bahrain, you know, you see a couple of air cools there. There's a couple, and I always wonder how in the hell that car can function there because you're talking about 44, 46, 47 degrees Celsius heat, which is over 100 degrees, you know, Fahrenheit. I mean, air-cooled engines are pretty bulletproof. They're just not going to run as well. Uh, I mean, all engines like cold air. We just They're just not as efficient as uh, as cooling down the air in there. So yeah. that's, that's probably your problem area. Yeah. So there's probably just a bunch of heat soak. So let's, I just want to ask you one other question. I want to talk about the tires again. You said for the cab, you struggled to get those tires. They've only just arrived. Is there only limited, limited, if someone's looking for tires for a, you know, an 80s air-cooled, are there only a few suppliers, Brennan, or is it just the time we're in with COVID and everything being sort of delayed? So for the G-bodies, the 80s, air, 911s, a lot of people option for the 16-inch Fuchs. Yes. Uh, you'll see a lot of the black wheels. Those are off 16 for the commemorative edition or the paint match. Those are 15. There's just not very many of, <laughs> so that means there's not a lot of tires and it's pretty much Pirelli's. And I think Bridgestone might make one, Right. but, uh, but that's it. And they are expensive tires or normal. Yeah. Pricing. I mean, but what's, I mean, probably about the same. I mean, probably 300 bucks a tire. Right. Right. So, I mean, expensive for 15, but I mean, probably standard price for a, for a summer, a sport tire. Um, let me just tell the listeners once again, Brennan, your uh, Instagram, it's at Brennan Murph, B-R-E-N-N-A-N-M-U-R-P-H. I will put the link in the description. Um, and if you look through, uh, Brennan's got some great photos there. A lot of his Porsche, a lot of the white 964, uh, the white wheels looks very, very cool. You're driving some of the convertible there with a the dog. What convertible is that? Is that your dad's the, car? Would, well, there's a 280, and then there's the uh, the G body. I think depending on what picture. Right, um, right. Yeah, the little 280 Mercedes. And who owns the Carrera RS? That's not your dad, is it? No, that was in uh, that was in Scottsdale. Scottsdale's got a really good car community. Um, yeah, they and Four Till Four is a coffee shop down there that does a, a cars and coffee. But I there were I think that day when I was down there there were two Carrera RSs, 964 right. Carrera RSs. Is that but, Prussian blue, is it? Is that RS in Prussian blue? No, that was, uh, oh, what's the color? That's a different color. Uh, I'm just trying to think what no. Prussian blue is because your dad's got the 930 in Prussian blue, right? So if you scroll through that picture where that, uh, that 964 is all the way in the back, there's a, there's a picture of the Prussian blue. Oh, okay. You see it? Oh, right. That's a nice color. That's a great color. Is that your dad's car? Yeah. Oh, that's a great, nice seats too. Tan seats as well. That's a great looking car. Great example. With a, with a whopping thirty five thousand miles, and really? and the the cab the cab has forty six thousand. So wow. How long has he owned the nine thirty four for for ages? It's an eighty nine. You said right? Eighty eight, eighty nine. Correct. Um, probably like maybe six, seven years. Right. Beautiful example. I bet there's a big difference yeah. when you, if you jump into that Prussian blue and you jump into your cab, I'm sure you feel the difference in those two. You know, they've been right next to each other for, <laughs> for a while in, uh, in one of the garages. Right. And, uh, 
it might be biased, but I know what keys I always take. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, the turbo is a ton of fun. All right, Brennan. Um, any, we're, gonna, we're almost going back to the end of the podcast. We're almost at an hour. Anything else you want to share with our listeners uh, before we finish today? Um, no, not really. But just, uh, I mean, buy the car you really want. I think, um, who was it from Utah the other week? Who who bought the the white GT4 and then decided they didn't want a white a white car? Yes, Blair. Blair yeah, I mean, and, and it's it's tough because it's just you see it and it's easy, but get the thing you truly want because otherwise you're gonna kick yourself and doubt yourself, or you're just gonna want to flip it. And I mean, yeah, I buy and hold is a is a life strategy, right? It is difficult though, isn't it? You know, going back to Blair's story, and it's like how you said you really wanted white, right? You wanted the Grand Prix white and you wanted 964. But, you know, Blair found that uh, GT4 and it was a perfect example. You know what I mean? It had all the right options. It had the seats. It had everything you would want in a GT4, except it was white, which he didn't like. And then, you know, he had to get rid of it because of that. And I, can't, I do understand that. And it does, like you said, it does make sense just to get the color you want if you can. And sometimes it's not so easy. You know, you have to be in the right spot at the right time. But, you know, you really should just buy the one that you want because eventually it's just going to keep being in the back of your head and you're just going to go, I've, I've got to change it out. I've got to change it out. Yeah. And then, I mean, if, you, if you're going to, unless you're getting a collector quality car, drive yeah. it, run it, enjoy it. Uh, I mean, look at miles are cheap. I think Matt Farah says miles yes. are cheap and they really are. But, yeah, he uh, does. I mean, just, just enjoy it and I, and meet people. I think that's the craziest thing, uh, that happens with these cars. I mean, is that you meet a ton of people and, uh, you go down the rabbit hole of talking about air cooled Porsches or cars that, uh, that, you know, your wife doesn't want to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big rabbit hole. That's for sure. But it's a great community, yeah, isn't it, Brennan? That's, that's the main thing that you realize great. when you're in it. It's a, it's a great community and a worldwide community. And we're all from different places, different backgrounds and different ages. And it just, it just brings us all together, which is the great side of it. Yeah. And everybody wants to talk about your, their car. I mean, even if it's on Instagram, you can say hi to anybody. Um, yes. but I mean, every, and if they, they got cars, they want to talk about them. So, I mean, feel free if you're younger, older, just, just say hi and ask. Cause, uh, I've met a ton of people just on Instagram and everything with like that. Um, a lot yeah. of, a lot of, a lot of good people. Yeah. And then true. you meet them in person and it's, uh, it's, it's icing on the cake. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Brennan, thank you so much. Thanks for um, being on owner's stories today. Really, really appreciate it. You got it. A ton of fun. Love talking cars. And uh, I mean, great to talk Porsches, even better. Great story. Great story as well. I know everyone's going to enjoy this one today. Absolutely great story. Awesome. Well, hopefully I had a couple of good stories. You did, mate. You did. All right, everyone. Um, thanks for listening to the Porsche School Podcast. That's Brennan coming in from uh, Vegas in the US. Uh, Brennan's got a very, very cool uh, 964 Carrera 2 Grand Prix White and his 88 Cabriolet G50 wedding gift from his father. What a great, what a great thing to get. What a great thing. And the memories behind it from when you were a kid. All right. Thanks, Brennan. Thanks. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Porsche School podcast. Bye for now. <laughs>